way to dribble up and down the court. Just like I'm the king on the microphone. So it's Dr. J and Moses Malone. I like slam dunks and takes me to the home. My favorite play is the alley. Hello and welcome to the DFS Coach Talk Podcast. Today is Sunday, March 1st. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by my good buddy here, the one and only GPP stud, Mr. Michael Apatria. How are you, Michael? It is a splendid Sunday morning, Coach. I got the I got the day off. Uh, I have no plans. I plan on playing basketball later. I had a fun night last night. Uh, lineups did pretty well. Um, you know, as opposed to the one Josh Jackson play, that one uh, that one kind of burned a few of my lineups, but the ones that I was able to pivot off did pretty well. So I'm looking forward to this. Slate. We got we got a two game card. We got a four game card. We're kind of chopping it up in the middle a little bit. It's going to be an eventful day. It's going to be fun. Now, did you get uh, motivated to play basketball just by our lead in music playing basketball? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I literally I, I had started looking up uh, some some Space Jam highlights uh, and I'm ready, man. I, 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 I my body can't do what my brain thinks it can do. I, uh-huh. I'm at that point. I'm at that stage in my life where when I was a little younger, uh, yeah. I used to be a little bit quicker, you know, a little get a little bit more of an edge when I'm turning the corner and stuff like that. So uh, it's a lot of jumping into contested shots that used to be a little bit more uncontested for me. Uh, and I'm, I'm playing through contact and I'm, I'm straight Jason Williams at this point in my career coach. It's maybe okay. shoot three times a game. I'm looking for dimes. I get more fun out of, out of the no look backdoor bounce passes and stuff like that. That's, that's the fun you're part the, for me. Uh, you're the third Morris t- twin. We'll make you the third uh, triplets. Mark Keith <laughs> and Marcus and you are the, the triplets out there on the court. But it, uh, it's funny you say that though. I, you know, I had a big stretch early in my life where I really could play the game then the mid part of my life I did just what you said my brain thought I could still play at that level the body didn't quite get there but you know what here's the the sad truth of it now my brain and body have caught up they both realize get the hell off the floor you can't play anymore (laughs) (laughs) I'm probably there the brain's the brain's the one thing that's not so like it, the receptors will kick. It'll say, you know, like, all right, Mike, you're going to do this in your head. Uh, and then it's just late. It's it just doesn't uh, get there in time. It's just too late, man. It, it's it's rough. It's rough. It I'm is only, rough. I'm only but 28 nothing, years old. but There's nothing but. more sad, dude, than when you get to the point, though, when you have the realization of it. But I'll tell you what, I take all that energy and you better not play me in horse because I still got. <laughs> I will cut you if I have to to win at horse. You're a, you seem like a behind the basket type shooter. You pull out the the veteran the veteran moves, the ones you that know you know. What my killer the left handed that it kills everybody. I lay flat on the ground and shoot it one handed and make it, and nobody <laughs> can no and it freaks everybody out. They're like, what? <laughs> I, I, I can see that. I can see that bothering a few people. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then I'll do the other kind of stuff that just agitates like really good athletes. Like you have to jump on your left foot up and down, but you have to go right handed. You have to bank it. That kind of fun stuff. And people are like, what the hell are you doing? Can't you know? even remember the shot anymore. It's your turn to yeah. shoot. And you're like, and, okay, how'd you, and they, how'd you they break And they're, they're looking at themselves like, what's going on? Then they just become unraveled and it's over. <laughs> you, I like it. Uh, well, then the next time I come down to Texas, uh, there will be a horse game played. Oh, I, there's I, no doubt. That's no gonna doubt. happen. We're gonna have at some point. You know, my my long term goal is we keep growing like we are, 
and uh, you know everybody's just kicking it. We're taking names. I mean, we're eight and two in our first ten games. I mean, you can't or ten days. You cannot do much better than that. But my goal would be I'm going to go to the summer league this this year again with my son. But if we get to the point where I really firmly believe we will and grow the way we can, uh, I'm going to have our a national meeting for our staff at DFS Coach Talk, and it's going to be in Vegas in July at the Summer League. How much fun would that be? That would be a ball, man. Uh, it, it, would, it would probably have to be some some containment with the group that we'll bring over there. Uh, we might have to have, like, some sort of chaperone for us, uh, right. just, be, just you know, because I can, I can see things getting a little crazy. It it would be an app. Between the basketball, the drinking, the gambling, the horse game, <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait, but that's the goal, so – 2021 we get the, the staff there and then maybe we'll have some kind of crazy uh contest by then and one lucky member uh will also win that trip and and join us uh for the nba summer league that would be the ultimate giveaway there oh well, for the I, summer league yeah i, I think uh, you know at the rate that we're at the clips that we're shooting off right now and how and how good our subscribers actually are uh, I think some of them might be working their way over. You know, we, we were talking to our guy. Shout out to Roush. Uh, yeah. Might be working their way over to the States if the, if the way he's playing, man, with these live finals. Um, we might yeah, have some, some friends over here and meeting up anyway. last night again, dude. Yeah. So I think I think we might be uh, we might be meeting up with some of our, or some of our listeners regardless. So uh, pretty excited for that. And that's something I always I always love to do. And I always tell anybody, hey, listen, I don't care if you're just somebody who follows me on Twitter. Um or if you're somebody that's been listening to me for three to five years now. So, you know, if you're ever in the Connecticut area, shoot me a tweet. Let's grab a beer, shoot some shit about basketball, and I'd, I'd have a great time doing it. Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's it's so much fun, and, and I have so many ideas, and we're just getting started. So, you know, the key is just continue growing and just having so much fun with it. You know, and, and our staff is phenomenal. I mean – you know, with you and Andrew coming over with me, you know, to DFS, DFS Coach Talk to do the podcast has been the first massive step in just, you know, blowing this up through the roof. So I'm just I just love having you guys in there uh, connected with Layton, uh, who, you know, we tweeted back and forth for quite a while. And he's just taken really the bull by the horns uh, and, and got, you know, from the operation side, got all the different things going with the company uh brett who's our brainiac he can write code and do what i mean you know stuff that i don't need, can't pronounce he can do let's just say it that way but uh you know he's been fantastic and then uh of course santino and andy g and uh who am i forgetting my son <laughs> am i forgetting somebody let me think we have such a great group. I don't want to forget anybody. Um, I think that's everybody, though. I think that's. Um, is it? I think so. I, I, we have such an active Discord that we get lost into, you know, who's the pros, who's working. Everybody's just always talking in there. Uh, yeah. It's a great group of guys. So, you know, sometimes we might even confuse the people that subscribe to us as people that we work with at this point. I mean, we're so active in there and everybody that it's a great chat. So, um you know, that's one of the benefits when you do subscribe and you do want to dive a little deeper and you want to go a little bit more beyond the podcast is you you just come a part of the family. It's just a big group of guys. It's just talking ball all day long. And I love it. Yes. And, you know, we are going to uh, add a few sports. We're not going to go crazy and cover everything, 
and be diluted that we're giving out information that's not great. So we'll never be guys covering uh, stuff like the XFL and, you know, uh, MME and all that other crazy stuff. We're going to do uh, we're going to do basketball, baseball, football and golf. Those are probably going to be the four that we focus on. Um and there's a small chance of hockey because it's been getting a little bit more popular. But <clears throat> we're going to do that as we grow. But baseball is coming up in, in just under a month. And uh, you'll see for our members, you'll see Andy G is going to be uh, uh, real active today in uh, our Discord, just talking baseball and throwing some lineups out there just for fun to uh, talk about because the spring training games are going full tilt right now as uh, the Astros keep getting plucked. Everybody's hitting the Astros. How funny is that, man? It's crazy. Hey, can't say I'm, uh, I'm surprised or against it. Uh, you know, it might get old halfway through the season. So I, I imagine they put the kibosh on it relatively quickly. But, hey, man, you, you, get, you, you reap what you sow. Uh, Did you, you didn't see Saturday Night Live last night, I take it? No, but, I did uh, not. I imagine on their that's... on their news update, it was hilarious. They in real life, the Philly fanatic for the Phillies was having a little makeover. They changed his outfit a little bit, so they they said in you know in mascot news, the Philly fanatic had an upgrade with some this and that. And they said in the Astros uh, revealed their new uh, mascot, Steely, the camera, and it was <laughs> it was a camera, <laughs> you know, like stealing signs. <laughs> That's pretty good. I, I, it's my kind of joke, I guess, but uh, yeah, it was it was pretty good. Um, all right. I mean, for the news, that's pretty much it. That's that's what we're going to do. And then once, you know, now that we're getting some momentum, too, you and I did so much work preseason on those pods, like all the preparation of, you know, what to look for, how to manage your bankroll, what contests to enter, what sites to play, depending on what kind of contest you like, on and on. We will start uh, putting some of that into these podcasts. Uh, you know, we'll talk about them generally uh, either before or after so that the people that don't want to listen to that can fast forward through it or not listen to it. But as we get some smaller slates, because there are weekend slates uh, coming up where you're on, there's only like four games and stuff like that, where we'll have a little extra time because most of the the tweets that we get uh, are questions on all of that. You know, I'm why am I not winning when I'm, you know, getting 300 DFS points? Well, it's because you entered one contest and it was with 34,000 people where other people could enter 150 lineups to your one. I mean, that's just never going to wash for you. So we'll get into, you know, the whole single entry thing, the 50-50s and building a bankroll. I know you're you wrote like a massive article that was just phenomenal. One of the best I've read. Uh, and I hopefully at some point we'll get to publish that on our website. Cause I would love uh, for people to see that because you can utilize a lot of what you say in that, in all your sports that you're playing. So shout out there, Mike, we need to get that on our, our website. Yeah. We'll get, we'll try to have that up. Uh, let's say Sunday. We'll have that up soon. I'll, I'll make that happen. We can make that happen very easily. All right, dude. And uh, going into today's slate, we are eight and two, so that's pretty smooth. Let's get it to nine and two. And I am fifty-eight and twenty-three, so that momentum is continuing. 
Um, and if we can win at those rates, we're going to be in darn good shape. And, you know, again, when I tweet these uh, results out as far as my record and our record here at DFS Coach Talk, it's not to, you know, promote for new members or brag or be arrogant. It's strictly just to have it on record to have each day when we're posting winners so that, you know, it's it's there. If people say, well, are you really, you know, 11 and three or something? And I'll say, yeah, it's all right there. We tweet it all out. It's all there in Discord, all of the information day by day as we win, lose or draw. So uh, that's why we do that. All right, my man, you ready to hit this early slate? Oh, yeah. All right, but right before we get started, remember, if you if you like this podcast, you can listen to it seven days a week. It'll always be free. It'll always be during the postseason uh, summer league Olympics if they don't cancel it because of the coronavirus, preseason, regular season. So almost 11 months a year, you can play DFS NBA-style basketball on – uh, mainly FanDuel and DraftKings, and we're going to be there for all of those slates and uh, jump on all of them. So uh, listen in uh, every day. We, we usually uh, put the show out around 1, 1.30 in the afternoon Eastern. On the weekends, like today, we're going to get it out a little earlier because there's some early games. And then if you want to join in the fun that we just talked about, go to www, which you don't have to say anymore, but I just like to say it, uh, DFS Coach Talk. Dot com and uh, you can sign up right on there for a week or a month long membership in basketball and then we're going to soon be coming out with some baseball stuff too um, and follow us on twitter i mean again i might as well mention it right at the jump since these games we're going to go through pretty quickly three-step process listen to the show listen to this pod each day get that shell lineup build built uh, start understanding where you want to go with everybody and which you want to, uh, you know, who you want to fade, who you want to focus on. And then you have to listen to the news throughout the day. I posted uh, in our Discord this morning, there's like, I think, even though there's only six games, I think there were 10 uh, 50-50 questionable guys uh, out of this slate. So, you know, hopefully the majority of that gets cleared up by the by the time uh, lock comes, but you got to follow that throughout the day. Best thing to do is follow our uh, follow us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk, or you can follow uh, our three pros. I'm at J O E S A R V A D I. He is at M I K E A P O T R I A, and Andrew is at Language Olympic. We're too lazy to spell it out, so there we go. All right, uh, we have a two-game early slate that we're providing for uh, both for uh, fan. Uh, I'm sorry, DraftKings and FanDuel, and that will be in our Discord. Both games lock at the same time. It's a 3.30 Eastern lock. Uh, the first game is the Dallas Mavericks at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Dallas is a 6.5-point favorite on the road. And the total, are you ready for this, Michael? I already know it's going to be up there. forty <laughs> four. So it, it obliterates the rest of the, the, you know, just to give you an idea, the next highest is 234, and there's three of them that are 217, 217, 218, and this one's 244. So, I mean, I 
you can't avoid the stack of this game. Uh, you know, it's it's a two-game slate, so you don't have to battle up against those other ones. But um, I, really, it's not which game do you stack. It's which players do you stack from this game is what it comes down to. But, you know, Dallas right now is playing at the 19th fastest pace. Minnesota fifth, so it's big uh, pace up for the Mavs. Defensively, neither one is, is doing as well as they had hoped. The Mavs are 18th, and Minnesota is 21st. So we do not have the implied totals this morning because we're going so early they haven't been posted yet. But you can get an idea just with that number uh, sort of where everybody's going to fall. So I guess, uh, you know, before we talk about that game, and I I've almost forgot, so I caught myself. Let me go through those injuries because we do those at the beginning of each show so that you can take notes and make a mental picture of what's uh, you know what you have to consider. It does no good talking about these games if main major players from each are going to be out. So let me buzz through this. Uh, Corey Joseph is questionable for Sacramento, as is De'Aaron Fox, both 50-50. So who's going to play point guard for it? might be you, Michael. Since you were planning on playing later anyway, why don't you go play a little point for the Kings today? I wouldn't mind. I listen. Uh, I I would know where to put the rock. I could tell you that much. Yeah, you going uh, to Buddy Hield or uh, Bogdanovich? Well, Bogdanovich is going to want the ball in his hand, so I'm going to have to I'm going to have to keep the you know I'm bringing the ball up. That's that's bottom line. Um, you know, if he wants to reset and give it back to me, he can get the ball. I'll allow that. But otherwise, I'm I'm looking for Buddy in the corner. Otherwise, I'm feeding my boy Belize on the block. Let him do his work. I love it. And this next guy, his game sort of reminds me of yours. He's questionable 50-50. That's Thon Maker. And then you go, <laughs> you have Bruce Brown. Boy, is Thon out. can ball. <laughs> Bruce Brown is out. Christian Wood, questionable. That's big for the Pistons. Um, no doubt, because they're so shorthanded. It'd be, look, I guess it would be John Henson and Seku Diombo day and Thon Maker uh, if he plays. Um, that's going to be ugly. Kyle Corver's out. Chris Middleton is probable. I did read some coach talk this morning. Pretty sure he's going to play. He's, he's just has a sore neck. Uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James are already confirmed in. So Davis, for the first time, doesn't even have the 75% probable. He's just in. And we're, we'll do when we get to that game. Uh, we I pulled a little uh, snippet from the post game last night. Uh, Frank Vogel sort of talking about getting their ass handed to him by the Grizzlies and the fact that Davis was healthy. And I think just to avoid the questions, they just said, everybody shut up. He's playing. So that's already, you know, you know and the Lakers are going to be pissed. And it's against Zion and the Pelicans. I think they were looking ahead. So this could be a spectacular game. I'm f- so fired up for that game. Uh, Paul Millsap, questionable. And it's important. Uh, for Grant and all those guys. Uh, here's one you might want to mark down. Uh, this could be the get a get a new uh, hobby deal. Kenrich Williams, who's been out of the rotation for a long time, is doubtful. Does that screw up your whole card, Mike? Yeah, I'm going to have to probably actually – we might have to re-record this in a little Except while. I have to go thing. back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah, I got to kind of redo my research now. Now, the guy that shoots like me, he is out. That's J.J. Redick from the New Orleans Pelicans. He is not playing today. Andrew Wiggins is confirmed in. 
both of our favorite player in the league, Luka Doncic, is questionable. He has a dinged up thumb and uh, also probably recovering. How how convenient was it for Luka? He turned 21 on Saturday when they just happened to be in Miami. And let me tell you, I lived in Miami for a year and a half, and the clubs there are like clubs nowhere else. So I doubt he's – this is probably 50-50 due to alcohol, uh, you know, consumption, hangover, whatever you want to call it. So I'm sure they had a blast. In fact, that might be a concern. I'm not kidding. This is a this is a game at Minnesota. It's an early game, and they had to travel probably, you know, 16 hours after going to the clubs with Luke on his 21st 21st birthday. And it's the 2:44 total game. So, man, we got our work cut out for us today, buddy. Um, next guy on the list is Steph Curry. He's out, but guess what? They say he's going to play this coming Thursday. How cool is that? Excited about that one. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be a breath of fresh air. I know. I can't wait. Serge Abaka, 50-50 questionable, and Fred Van Vliet, same thing. So Van Vliet and Abaka, we need to know that news, man. Uh, Diombo is in. Antekanumpo is in. And if you put their two last names together, it's 50 letters and then you've got our man Jalen Brunson still torn labrum he is not going to be back for uh quite some time um so that's it man hopefully we that doesn't uh affect things it just you know enforces that we need to listen throughout the day so I set the stage on this Dallas Minnesota game with the numbers and with the 21 21st birthday in Miami so can you unravel this this uh, because it's obviously going to be the key to winning this early slate? Yeah, so I mean we're going to need that Dodgic news. Uh, that's just bottom line. Um, we absolutely need that Dodgic news before we before we'll we have. even begin. Yeah, we and we will. That's you know first game. So uh, I'm going to give it two scenarios. If Dodgic does play, it's for me it's going to be kind of hard to not play him on this first two game slate. Even with everything you said, I I do take all that into consideration, and I'm not expecting you know maybe one of those 75 point Dodgic games in this one. Uh, but you know if anything that might help us because these two times these team played earlier, there's a reason why they have a high total. This game was a 139 to 123 game, um, massive massive scoring game, and the Mavs kind of ran away with that. So Doncic only played 25 minutes in that game, and he nearly dropped a 20 point triple double in only 25 minutes. So he should be able to carve him up. It's it's a great matchup for him up in pace. They really have nobody to defend on the wing at this point. Um, so if he's playing coach, I'm playing him. I, I think I don't know where you're, where you're standing on it. It's just tough for me to get away with them, especially with with the point guard options that we have on this slate. I mean, if, if you're not playing Doncic, the next two options you're looking at on FanDuel are like Shake Milton and Seth Curry. And if Doncic is playing, obviously guys like Seth Curry went off in that last one. I, I, I would not expect another 37-point game from him, actual that was, point. That was crazy. Yeah. But they all take a little bit more of an uh, obvious hit in their usage standpoint with, uh, with Doncic in there. So – um, he's going to be my top option at point guard if if he's healthy. If he's not healthy, obviously big boost to Seth Curry, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., Kristaps Porzingis, um, and even JJ Barea if you, if you needed a dumpster dive kind of play. Just because now that Jalen Brunson's out, he's going to have to see some of those extra rotation minutes, uh, especially if Doncic sits. So 
all those guys become firmly into play. They all become absolute studs if Doncic is out because they're going to see such massive usage in this great matchup. So that's kind of the angle I'm taking. I, I'm we're both loading up on this game. Needless to say, there's just two, it's, it's hard to get away from. This is the game that you want to get. If you have eight guys in your lineup, you want probably five of them, six of them from this game. Um, are you on the same page as that? Uh, I mean, you have to be with with this total and and how. Uh poorly defensively especially minnesota's been playing lately i mean to to pile on what you just said dallas crushed them before it was a super high scoring game and that's back in the days when minnesota had wiggins cat was playing they had robert covington they don't have any of those guys playing so you know this could be name your score kind of thing but you know does that affect no, I, actually, these um, I'm sorry to cut you off. But these teams just played. It was last Monday. Uh, they did. Oh, and okay. Cat was out of that game. So we're going to actually see it's going to be pretty, oh, pretty okay. similar. similar. Yeah, it's yeah, going to be yeah. very similar. So they had. I Russell guess I was looking one. at the earlier. Yeah, uh, they, they played yeah. a few times this season already. Yeah. Um, the one I'm speaking of, it was, you know, the only starters that we saw get 30 or more minutes on the Minnesota side of the ball was Russell and Malik Beasley. Um, okay. I love both those guys. So, you know, what I'm really hoping for is I hope Doncic does suit up because I'm looking to separate myself at shooting guard position by playing both. I want to play both Russell and Beasley in the same exact lineup. I want to get both these guys. I anticipate these, you know, these guys have a great matchup. They'll continue to lead the team in usage and shot attempts. We know the scoring is coming from them. And then using one of those guys in the front court on that Minnesota side of the ball to hopefully get the guy that, you know, the James Johnson, that's the guy I'm really looking at. I know you were on him at super low ownership in that last one. So yeah. I got to give you 0.5%. That was my favorite one. <laughs> yeah. And he came out there, put up 35.6 uh, uh, FanDuel points. 17 points, um, three boards, four assists, two blocks, two steals, and that's kind of his game. Um, I love guys like that where I can still get the you know the high scores. I can get Russell and Malik Beasley both touching 30 actual points and get the value I need from them, and then play a guy like James Johnson, who I know doesn't need to score a whole lot, can get it done in other ways, like the defensively, especially on FanDuel, where they're giving you three points for a block and a steal. Guys like that are huge. I'm with you, man. I, you know, and I, that's where I'm going with Minnesota too. I mean, I'm, I like both sides of this ball. I like Minnesota side just as much or more than the Dallas side. And I know that sounds crazy, but if they can keep it within 10 and it's a six and a half Vegas spread, you know, Minnesota's got some guys that can blow up here. I'm, I'm more than likely going to roster both Nas Reed and James Johnson because they're, they're playing four or five minutes. They're playing a lot of those minutes, uh, where one of them's playing the five and the other sits, or they've been playing on the floor together at times. So I think, you know, the Mavericks have had a little bit of difficulty stopping centers. And uh, I think, you know, this is a great opportunity for those two guys to dominate the paint. And then on the Dallas side, I'm with you. You know, it's uh, if Luca plays, it changes everything. You just, you just play him. Uh, if he doesn't play, then you've, the guys you mentioned are all in play. And I'd probably stack like three of them because somebody's going to have to take those shots, whether it be a combination of Porzingis and Hardaway um, or, you know, I don't want to go way deeper than that, but maybe Kleba. And certainly after the smashing his career best scoring, uh, if if uh, Luca doesn't play, then Curry, I mean, he's going to get big minutes. You got to put him in there. But uh if if Luca does play, I would not recommend chasing the the uh, Curry game because he 
he didn't just beat his all-time scoring record. Uh, he beat it by 10. So that'll tell you that, you know, it was a, a real outlier game for him. Um, Malik Beasley is, is so much fun to play and so much fun to watch. He plays so hard. Uh, you got to consider uh, him for sure. So that's like six guys. I'll probably have six, six of my nine uh, out of this game uh, in this two-game slate. Um, without question, maybe seven. It's possible depending on the Luca news. Luca in, I probably go six. Luca out, uh, probably seven. So it uh, should be a fun game. Anything else on that one? Uh, no, that's all I got from that one. Okay, the other early game, the t- that two-game early slate, it's Philly at the Clippers. Clippers are a big, fat 12.5-point favorite. Poor Philly. They are just going down the toilet quick. Uh, it is a 218 number. So you're, you got a 244 and a 218. You know, I, I don't have to call Brett to do the math for me on this one. I think I can figure out that the 244 game is more uh, to focus on. But pulling two gems or so out of this game may be the difference because everybody is going to be stacking the other one. But who do you take out of this game in a possible blowout with a low total under these circumstances, that could be the differentiator. And, you know, as far as pace goes, Philly's 18th, Clippers are 8th. So even though uh, there's some Philly guys out, it's a big pace-up game. Uh, but this is the problem. Philly's 6th, Clippers 5th in defensive team efficiency. So when you're talking about two of the top six defensive team efficient teams in the league, uh, yeah, maybe two guys from this game. So give us a little pool of guys, Mike, that we could maybe choose those couple of winners out of. Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of it's going to also be site dependency. So uh, if you're looking on on FanDuel, I mean, we're pretty much uh, locked in. We have to play Montrezl Harrell on this slate. I don't think we really have much of another choice. Um, there's just literally no centers. It's you're, you're either playing Harrell or you're playing Zubak. Um, they both make a ton of sense. It's kind of going to fall into which one you have, uh, you know, more money. I expect Harrell to probably draw close to like 80% ownership on this slate. So, uh, you know, it is what it is in that kind of situation. You just got to eat it. Um, you know, Zubak would obviously be a great GPP option just to kind of separate yourself, save some money in that in that kind of aspect. I mean, uh, he never really needs more than about 18 to 20 points to do what he needs to do anyway. So the blowout doesn't really concern me necessarily. Uh, okay. But, you you know, Harold Harold just seems like it's just eat it right here. It's it's hard to go away from him. Um, and then the other guys I'm looking at on this Clipper side of the ball, I'll be looking at Marcus Morris. I think at his price tag, there's not a ton of small forward options that I'm in love with. He's only 4,700 over there on FanDuel. Uh, he's been starting, you know, the blowout will probably see about 25 minutes, but I'd rather get, you know, get 25 minutes of Marcus Morris at 4,700 than get 25 minutes of a guy like Paul George at 7,300. So. Uh, okay. For the for the price discrepancy, that's kind of the way I'm looking. Uh, and then I don't mind looking at a guy like if you want to take a shot on Lou Williams. I told you already how I'm going to probably go with my shooting guards. I'm looking to get Beasley and Russell, so I don't think I'm going to fall on them. So, you know, my initial build, the only guys I'm really landing on as far as uh, Clippers are Harrell and Marcus Morris. Uh, and then I'm looking on the other side of the ball, the Philly side of the ball with all these guys out. We kind of know where this, you know, the usage and the minutes are going to go. It's just are they going to be able to keep this game intact? So. Uh, Al Horford still a fantastic price, 5,300. He's one of the forward spots. So um, a lot of that, you know, my exposure to Al Horford is probably going to be indicative on whether or not Luka Doncic plays. Because if Luka sits, I know I'm playing Kristaps Porzingis. And I already talked about wanting one of those other forwards over there on that Minnesota side of the ball. So uh, that's kind of that's kind of going to be determined how that's my lineups are going to be built right there. 
Um, yeah. I do think he's in play, even if this game does get out of hand. Only 5,300. Centers have been just dominating the Clippers all season long. Um, he should be able to do his thing. I mean, 42 points against the Knicks in that last one, 31 uh, against Cleveland in the game prior to that when he's been starting without Embiid. He's getting it done with the assist, too. Uh, at least five assists in the past three games, upward of 90 in that game against uh, New York. Obviously, those are easier matchups, but what I'm trying to say is that his price is not indicative to how well he's been playing since he's kind of entered that starting lineup. So I have no issues looking at him, even in a blowout kind of scenario. He'll probably end up making my lineups, uh, like I said, barring that Doncic news. Uh, and then, like, small forward, it's it's weak. Uh, Tobias Harris has to be mentioned. Um, you know, he, again, he's kind of working himself into my lineups with uh, with me taking the approach that Doncic is going to play. Yeah. Excuse me. Uh, just because then I then I can kind of shy away from Tim Hardaway Jr. get get my exposure to Tobias Harris. Uh, he played well in this matchup earlier in the season, so uh, it's his former team. Maybe yeah. that had something to do. With it. I think he grabbed a nice double double in it, and you know the shot attempts, everything's going to be there. Yes, it's probably the most difficult matchup he can get now, especially since he's going to be the focal point of this offense. We have to imagine that he does draw a lot of Paul George and a lot of Kawhi Leonard, uh, but the shot attempts are still going to have to be there for him. And then uh, I think Cork Moss can fly under the radar in this one as well. So I'll be looking at him. Uh, I think he's kind of one of those guys where if, again, maybe a maybe more site-dependent, if you're looking on a site like, uh, I'm sorry, DraftKings, where you have the multi-position eligibility and you could squeeze a couple more shooting guards in there, uh, he makes a little bit more sense because, I'm like I said, I, I stick to my guns on this coach. I feel like I'm locked in on Beasley and Russell. All right, man. Yeah, I mean, we're, we definitely have a different view of this game, so that'll make it, and hopefully – that's what it's like out there in the industry. Again, we do these we do these shows uh, on purpose without listening to any other shows, looking at ownership, anything like that, because we want them to be organic builds from the way we build our lineups here, which is uh, certainly statistical analysis, but also I test matchup, just real basketball, what I call it. We don't use any optimizers or crunchers, not against any of you guys out there that do, because if you're mass entering, do it, but we we build uh, from you know statistical analysis and understanding the game of basketball and that's how we try to put our lineups together and it de- definitely gives us an edge over the rest of the industry because uh, no one else does it quite like this. Um, I think that I think the biggest trap today is Tobias Harris. I know it, you know the the it's his old team but it's at L.A. You know, he's the luster's come off about going against his old team because they've already played. And he's got to face that combo of Kawhi or Paul George, who are possibly both first team all NBA defensive players. So I think Tobias is going to get a boatload of of uh, ownership. So he may be my key guy to fade in this game. Uh, He's not that cheap, but I understand his usage is going to be high. But also the defensive focus is going to be high. When Embiid was in there uh, and, you know, some of the other stronger players were playing, uh, you know, uh, with Simmons and such, the Clippers had to sort of diversify defensively. But now the fact that they can focus on Harris being the number one target uh, and, you know, run a few doubles at him and just have, you know, Kawhi and, and George not have to worry about helping that much, just shutting him down. I think that could be a key to the slate. Because uh, he's going to be massively owned. Uh, um, I sort of like the, the the guards a little bit from Philly. I like the the shake and uh, Jay Rich possibility. Um, I know Pat Bev's a great defender, but you know there's going to be a rotation of guys playing that spot, 
and it just seems like you know they could get a sneaky number there um the thing is if this blows out you know who's more blowout proof uh that's the key uh you know coach brown doesn't generally stay with his guys uh very long if it's a monster blowout he will put the bench in but i gotta think shake gets a little bit of a better shake, if you will, on playing extra minutes uh, in a oh, row. gosh. I know that was terrible. Sorry. I just uh, couldn't, that, pass, couldn't uh, pass it up. It's just laying right there, dude. I'm, I, I, I knew I shouldn't have said it, but it was just right there. Um, <laughs> Listen, you take the softballs when they're there. When they're right yeah, on the tee, you got, you got, to, you got to tee them up. I got you. And then on the Clippers side, you know, it's it's always fun to, to get – to, I love rostering Williams and Harrell, one of the two, just because you know they're coming off the bench. You know they're going to kick ass. You know they're going to get it done. It's just, you know, and they're usually against a second rotation. Philly's so banged up that their second rotation just stinks. You know, I don't know who it will be if it's, you know, uh, Mr. Tattoo Guy. What's the tattoo dude? I can't think of his name. Mike Scott. If it's him, he'll be in there. Raul Neto probably. Who knows? But it's a pretty bad group. And, you know, since I'm going to be spending the majority of my money on that Mavericks and Minnesota game, rather than take George and uh, Kawhi or one or the other, I may go with the with the best sixth and seventh men in the league and try to see if I can sneak in uh, Williams and Harrell. I, I'm sort of on the opposite end uh, of that you are. Because, you know, remember that stat when Embiid plays – it's the biggest difference in defensive efficiency for Philly. They actually give up 12.3 more points per game when who I think is, is one of the best defensive centers in the league uh, is out. So that's my strategy there, and it'll be an interesting, you know, all of it hinges on the Luka news, and then hopefully we can get everything to fall into place from there. Yeah, listen um... – I, I completely agree with you as far as the Tobias Harris thing. I think it's more of a site-dependent thing for me. So when I'm looking at DraftKings, there's not a chance I'm playing Tobias Harris on DraftKings. I have plenty of other small forward options that I could play there. Um, you know, I, I touched on Moss, I touched on Morris. There's a few guys that you could just easily slide in there in small forward eligibility. But then I look over on FanDuel, and that's kind of where I run into a little bit of an issue because, I, you know, I, I already know what I'm doing. I can't, I can't get my exposure to, uh, you know, this other way to – to get like these Lou Williams and all these other guys because I want to play shooting guard. And then I look at small forward and I, I'm not going to probably get, end up getting too, Tim, too much Tim Hardaway Jr. unless for some reason Doncic's ruled out. I still think he's a fine play. Uh, you yeah. know, Don't get me wrong, but I'm going to have a lot of money to spend. So when it's looking at the aspect of just m- leaving money on the table, I can't leave two or three grand on the table. That's too much for me to leave. So that's yeah. kind of where I'm falling into the Tobias Harris trap. And yeah, I think you said that perfectly. I do think it is a trap. I'm not expecting him to even hit 5X, but if I have the extra money, I don't mind spending it on him. All right, dude. Let's rock into this main slate. It is a four-game main slate that locks at 6 Eastern, so it's an hour earlier than normal. Don't get caught, uh, you know, with shell lineups in there and expecting it to start an hour later. Uh, Make sure you stay tuned in to everything we're doing, and then uh, make sure you get this line in. All right, uh, first game. It's a 6 o'clock Eastern Toronto at Denver, uh, high altitude Denver, minus 4, uh, low 217 total, pace of play Toronto 13th, Denver 2nd to last in the league, 
Defensively, Toronto is a tough second, and Denver is 10th. So you got a close spread, which is nice. You got competitive teams. You have a lot of uh, questionable players still to find out about. Uh, but you have, you know, Denver trying to make it a half court slow game, and both teams can really ratchet up the D. So, uh, what do you think about this one? So, uh, it's tough. It's tough. Um, I think that we have some options that we can obviously look at in here. Um, Den- uh, Denver, I gotta like Jokic. Um, bottom line, it's just it's it's kind of tough to go away from him on this slate. Uh, we we don't have you know overwhelming center options when I'm looking over here uh, on FanDuel. He's a fair price tag. He's coming off of one of those down games uh, where we saw them just get blown out by the Clippers. I believe he only uh, I believe he only played 20 uh, 25 minutes in that game. And then okay. you got coupled with the factor that Toronto might be without a lot of their centers. Marcus already ruled out. Uh, we know that you know. I think Ibaka, I think you said at the top of the show, was 50-50 at this point. So if he's ruled out, then they generally like to try to go with their small lineup with Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, but they're not going to be able to get away with that against Jokic. So I'm looking at him. He's a little underpriced in this. Uh, there's only one other center option I have that I even like on this slate uh, for FanDuel. So depending on my money, I think I might have some Jokic shares. Uh, you know, if I want to spend down, I'm going to be looking at a guy like Marquise Chris, who we'll get to later. And then there's even the value that might pop up if we see that uh, our boy Christian Wood gets ruled out, but we don't have that news yet. So as of right now, it looks like Jokic is one of my top options uh, for center on the slate. Um, other than that, I'm not really looking at too much uh, for Denver. I, I don't want to really touch Jamal Murray in this spot. I think he's a fair price tag. Don't get me wrong, 6,600. There's still some meat left on the bone in that one. Um, it's just I know that I'm, I'm trying to pinpoint that matchup in the front court. And Kyle Lowry is not a defensive person, you know, target of mine. He he's, plays pretty rock solid defense, high energy guy, plays tons of minutes, gets up in your face and causes a lot of problems. So I think I'm really just going to be looking at some, uh, some, some Nikola Jokic on the Denver side of the ball. Uh, and then on the Toronto side of the ball, obviously news to monitor with Fred Van Vliet with the Baca. Uh, I think that, you know, we can, we can go right back to the well on a guy like Norman Powell, who's a fair price tag, uh, 4,800 yeah. should continue to start Thumb looked fine, played 36 minutes in that last one. So if Fred Van Vliet's out, he'll probably be one of the first guys I look at uh, on that side of the ball. And I think Kyle Lowry is also worth monitoring. Probably won't be getting to too much Siakam. I don't mind the price tag, though, 8100 8, I feel like you're going to have him, though, Coach. Let me hear what you think on him. I feel like I, it's just it's itching in my head. I feel like you're going to be all over Siakam. I am not going to play Siakam today so you're you're uh I, I was impressed that you ratchet up ratcheted up and actually said a saying that makes sense for the first time in months uh, meat on the bone you said it right man congratulations usually it's <laughs> juice on the squeeze or uh juice on the bone and meat on the orange I don't know but you got it right so I'm proud of you yeah um, I, I could get one once in a while it's accidentally I bet no so, so for, here's my thinking on this game. It's pretty easy. If uh, I just need the news. If Van Vliet's out, I'm all over Lowry and Powell, both of them. Bing, bing. I love them both. Powell is one of the more underrated players in the league. If he had the opportunity to play more uh, you know, and be more of a part when Lowry and Van Vliet were healthy, then I think he, you know, he could be a really, really good player. But he's, he's cheap for what the stats he gives you. Uh, so those two guys are going to make my team if Van Vliet sits. <clears throat> if he plays, I'll probably just go with Lowry. I don't think Jamal Murray is a very good point guard defender. I like Lowry the way he's been playing. 
That last game, he was just ridiculous, took over in the fourth quarter. Uh, I mean, I think he's playing the best ball of his career, and he's he's older, so it's it's nuts. Um, believe it or not, I'm dead on with you. My my key play on this, this uh, main slate tonight, I'm going to roll out the Joker. Yes, the man that I tease forever about being fat when we had preseason in the first month and a half of the season, which we later found out he lost. Now he's up to like 37-pound loss. So I give him credit for getting in shape. He should have come into camp that way. But I just, you know, if Abaka plays, he's not going to be 100%. If they try to guard him with Hollis Jefferson, they're not going to be able to do it. So they'll probably bring Boucher in, and he may snap Boucher in about three pieces uh, with one elbow. So I just think this is too good of a game for the Joker not to have big numbers. I think he'll get extended minutes. It's a home game. It should stay close throughout. And I'm willing to pay for the now semi-in-shape Nikola Jokic. Somewhat, somewhat underpriced as well. So it's usually a guy go. that we see over 10K, uh, 9,500 over there on FanDuel. And like we said, there's it's only four games slate. You don't have a lot of options. And there's another guy who's fairly cheap and another great matchup. So I do not expect a ton of people just to you know gravitate towards him uh, as, they, as they might on a normal four-game slate. I agree. All right, game two, it's the Detroit uh, Pistons. They are interesting, and they are shorthanded against the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Sacramento's a big, fat seven-and-a-half-point favorite. That doesn't happen often. But uh, here's the problem. Detroit, 28th pace, Sacramento, 25th. So it seems like a, a bit of a snooze fest. But on the good side, Detroit's 22nd defensively and uh, Sacramento's 17th. Um, 217 also is the total, just like the Toronto-Denver game. Uh, This game just stinks like the, I don't know, something out by the woodshed there. But uh, I I don't know, man. If if Wood plays, I guess he's in play. If he doesn't play, I really don't want any of those other guys. and Sacramento is just hard to figure. Um, we don't know. Is Fox was one of the questionables, wasn't he? Yeah, he was uh, uh, dealing with abdom- abdominal tightness. Um, yeah. Been dealing with it for the past few games. I believe well, he sat one, played to, one. Uh, trying to pick this game gives me abdominal tightness. That's what yeah. I want to say. <laughs> so what um, do you think, man? Go ahead. So uh, I'll start with the away team. We'll start on the Detroit side of the ball. Obviously, Christian Wood is the big news that we need to monitor. Bruce Brown already out. So uh, if Christian Wood uh, happens to sit and miss time, obviously, I think the the main guy that we're going to have to look at uh, is going to be John Henson. He's going to probably end up playing a boatload of minutes. I would expect somewhere in the mid-20s to high-30s. He's a pretty solid point-per-minute guy. Dirt cheap all around the industry. Uh, He'll probably be the chalk of the day as well. He feels feels like somebody that would make it every Apatria lineup. I can see John Henson just plugged in everywhere. Not necessarily, because I think that's, you know, on on DK, yeah, he'll probably be in a lot of my lineups, most definitely. Uh, it's going to be hard to get away from him in DK. But yeah. when you look on a site like FanDuel, that's like I said, that's that's how we're going to kind of separate ourselves and get Jokic out of much lower ownership is if, you know, Henson becomes one of uh, a primary target of a lot of people, and then you're going to have Marquise Chris going against the Wizards. He's going to definitely draw some ownership. So I think the things like that make Jokic a more viable tournament play. 
um, in that aspect. So, yeah, I, I do think he's going to be a fantastic play. It's going to be hard to not eat that chalk, but depending on how my construction comes out and, you know, by the end of the night, depending on what else opens up, uh, fading him might be a way I kind of separate myself. So I do think he's in play. And, you know, if I am fading him, now I can look at a guy like Siku because it's also going to be dependent on Maker. If Maker and Wood are both out, Siku and, and Henson have no choice but to play big minutes. And yeah. at that point, and at that uh, at that point, I don't mind looking at a guy like Siku, getting my exposure, getting my value in that way, fading Henson, where I know a lot of people are going to be going to with their ownership, and still having Jokic at my center position. That makes sense. Yep. And, Is that uh, and Sacramento? No, I, got one other, I, I got one other guy I want to talk about over here, and it's going to be Svi. Uh, you know, Bruce ah, Brown played thirty minutes. Yep. Luke, huh? I, I like me some Svi just because you always hear me talk about a coach shooting guards versus the Kings is a thing. Uh, you know, evident with Dylan Brooks just going absolutely bonkers on them uh, in, in that last game where we saw Memphis uh, Memphis playing them. So I will have interest in Svee if he's going to be playing 30 minutes. He's minimum salary across the industry, except for I think on DK is 36. So he's going to be a, um, a definitely a, a player in my pool to keep an eye on um, if if we get the news to kind of fall the right way. I would love if you ha- you know had to roster both of them, and then you had to pronounce it and say I'm going to try. roster. Dumbuyu and Mikhailuk, and then you have to spell them in order to get (laughs) them on your team. Um, Anyway, those two names combined would break a Scrabble record, like 85 to 90 points, no doubt. But I say all that to say I don't like anybody in this game except one guy, and you didn't even mention him. Well, I didn't didn't really touch on Sacramento. Is he on the Detroit side of the ball? He is. Okay, no, that's and let me hear it because I mean those are the those are the only real guys I have. Uh, I'm garnering too much interest. If you're going to come give, out here and I'll say Brandon one, Knight, I'll give you one clue. He's the only guy in this game that has won an MVP. Oh yeah, there it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Why no. don't you like D Rose? It's not that I don't like D Rose. It's just I'm not trying to get too much exposure to this game in general. Um, and at, at the way it's looking right now, it looks like. Uh, there's my value options. A couple of them might be in this game between, you know, C, Suku and uh, and Henson, like we just said. So, you know, depending on the news, like if Christian Wood were to get ruled in, I would actually like Derek Rose a lot more because then obviously I would be pulling away from that value. And then it would open up the avenue for me to take a look at at D Rose. Um, and it would also probably be a little bit more dependent on whether or not De'Aaron Fox plays. De'Aaron Fox is a very, very good defender, uh, very quick on his feet. So that's another thing that, you know, and he's also the type of guy that would push the pace. And if Derrick Rose has to guard a guy like De'Aaron Fox, that wears him out a lot on the defensive end. And we kind of see a lot of point guards that travel into Sacramento. Their numbers, uh, you know, they get tired. <laughs> it's hard to chase a guy. I think uh, I think De'Aaron Fox was actually at one point uh, questionably the fastest player in the NBA. So he's a dude that can get up and down the court very quickly. And that, for that reason, you know, it kind of has me hindering a little bit away, but if the news falls, I don't, I don't mind him at all. Um, just kind of looking at my value on this one instead. though. I'll tell you, if Fox plays, I would love that correlation. I, I may very well play Fox and Rose because I've, you know, Rose, even though he's older, he, he really, uh, does well going against other good fast point guards. You wouldn't think he did would, but it's because he he doesn't even try that hard to defend them. So I think he'd get blown by by Fox, and then he'd look to match and and go get up the floor the other way. So that could be a a great ping pong match if he plays. But uh, other than that, I'm done with this game. You you can finish up if you have anybody else from Sacramento. 
Uh, no, nah, I'm not really. I mean, I think if if Christian Wood is out and this front court is a little bit weak, let's let me just preface this. John Henson's actually pretty good at defending the rim. He's a very good shot blocker. Uh, he's very lanky. Uh, is is he gonna you know come out of his comfort zone? Probably not. So I think that's something that we could see. You know, Giles and Belicia take advantage of. Both these guys are able to kind of step out and knock down that three point shot. So I do think that there's some upside into him. Uh, but it's going to come down to whether or not they just kind of fall into the right spots. I think they're both fair price tags right in the middling range on FanDuel. On DK, it's a little harder to get to those guys. Uh, so I'll keep I'll keep those two in my player pool. At the end of the day, though, Coach, there it is. Uh, I got one, out of the, got one out of the way early. I don't think I'll end up on them too much. Gotcha. All right. Uh, before we get into the last two games on the slate, real quickly wanted to mention – don't forget, you can listen to DFS Coach Talk seven days a week. Uh, DFS uh, Coach Talk, just search it everywhere uh, podcasts are heard. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, iHeart, Spotify, YouTube, uh, and several others. So uh, all we ask, you know, if you're watching us on YouTube, get the thumbs up, subscribe, uh, you know, click that little bell so it, it lets you know when we upload a new podcast and yeah, we're, we have a giveaway right now at, at uh, coach talk where if you uh, give us a review, five stars and a little review on iTunes, you're in a drawing for uh, a free month membership uh, NBA, which is, is a big deal. So uh, please take a few seconds. If you enjoy these uh, you know, you have our word. We're keeping these podcasts every day in front of the paywall that's what we committed uh, at the very beginning, Mike and I did over a year ago, because we want to have the best content out there uh, that everybody has access uh, uh, to. So please take a chance uh, or a minute uh, if you have the chance to, to uh, five star like, rate, review, subscribe, thumbs up, all those cool things, positive reviews. That's awesome. We really, really appreciate that. Um, all right. Two games left. Let's hit it. Lakers at the Pelicans and very, very interesting game, you know, an exciting game to watch. Uh, Lakers are favored by two and a half, even though we have both Davis and uh, LeBron ruled in. So that to me is shocking that it's a two and a half point spread. And I double checked it and it it was right because that just didn't seem possible that it would only be that. It's at New Orleans. I guess that tells you, how far they've come in the in the uh, Zion effect that's taken place there, but uh, it's a 234 total, so it's the biggest total of the main slate. You've got two fast-paced teams, the Lakers 12th and the Pelicans third, so you got a pace-up game for the Lakers even, and then you've got defensive efficiency third for the Lakers, that could make it a little tough, and uh, the Pelicans 20th. So what do you think about this exciting game? Yeah, I mean, this is one that, you know, Davis wants to be up for and wants to play in. He's, you know, with all that animosity that happened. Yes, he's already been to New Orleans and we, we've kind of seen this already happen. I know that kind of takes some of the smoke out of it, but he's got to be the top guy on your board in this game in general. I mean, uh, only played about 24 minutes in that one. Yes, did did nick up his elbow. Game got out of hand and all that, but he looks like he's ready to go. Uh, I'll have some interest in Anthony Davis, 10-7. No problem paying that price tag, especially in this matchup. 
Uh, and that's probably all I'm really looking at on this Lakers side of the ball. Yeah, I get that Caruso was inserted into the starting lineup, and I hope too many people didn't bite on that one just because he's still sharing usage with Anthony Davis and LeBron James in that starting lineup. If anything, him coming off the bench is probably better for his value. Um, and that's probably the only uh, the only approach I'm taking on, on this Lakers side of the ball. And then looking over there on New Orleans, uh, I think there's some some guys that we could look at. It's a, t- it's a very tough defensive matchup. I'm not going to be going towards uh, you know Zion or Derek Favors. I just don't like targeting the Lakers front court uh, unless it's I'm getting some superb value or some superb like lower ownership type scenario. That's the only time I really look at them. Uh, but on a four game slate, both these guys have enough steam coming in where I don't expect that to be the case for them. Uh, Brandon Ingram. Tough matchup going against LeBron James. He has not lost a step. Did you see that chase down block that he had? Oh, uh, that was amazing, dude. I did see save that. Save the game kind of thing. Get the timeout off. Awesome. Yeah. He did, that awesome. guy's not losing a step. People, I, I, I hope nobody takes for granted what that guy does offensively. He's an absolute stud. Uh, yeah. So I, I do think Brandon Ingram's in play. Uh, 8K, you know, small forward option that we could use. Um Played well, actually. I think he put up about 47 fan duel points in that last matchup. So I'm not ready just to cross him out necessarily. Uh, but it's it's tough for me. I, I really don't know what to do on this on this New Orleans side of the ball. It's it's a really tough matchup. I think they're all priced fairly. Looking at Drew Holiday, 8,600. I really don't want to pay that. Lonzo Ball, you know, he's kind of taken to that facilitator role. Been a lot more shy on offense. You're really hoping that he just racks up defensive stats and assists if, if he's going to get you there. Uh, at that price tag of 6,800, you're really looking for that, probably about that 35 range. He's only really done that uh, once uh, over the past like six, seven games. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not chasing those points on him coming off a big one. Uh, so that's it, man. I think it's just Brandon Ingram and Anthony Davis for me in this game. And I know that kind of sounds crazy given that it's got the highest total on the board, but that's kind of where I'm falling. Interesting, man. No love for Braun Braun, huh? Well, I, I think – when I'm looking at it, I, I got to pick one of the two and give me Anthony Davis going back onto his on his former home court uh, with you know next to the $300 difference in salary. So that's kind of the the way I'm going. I mean, maybe if you're building multiple lineups and it's coming down to construction and you want to get somebody else in there at power forward instead of Davis, it makes sense in that aspect. That's true. I'll tell you one of the most frequent memories I have of Davis playing in that Smoothie King Arena for the Pelicans is every time walking to the locker room <laughs> yep yep I and mean, that seemed to happen every other game you know and that's the number one thing that will always suppress his ownership for where where it probably should be in certain situations it's just everybody always yeah. has that initial fear that from fear. taking a trip to the locker room no and doubt. i'll tell you what uh he knows where that locker room is in the smoothie king arena uh, yes and i always see uh you know shout out to dan bespris over there at hoopball he thinks there's a conspiracy theory that Anthony Davis actually has irritable bowel syndrome. Uh, 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 so, and he may that's be That's just because Dan here. has irritable yeah. bowel syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, I should have I prefaced that, but uh, that would explain maybe he's got a poop. Yeah, he's got to run in the locker room once in a while. So I, I might. That, the the poop. Did you see the picture of Harden last night? Ew. Oh, man. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. I do not want to see that. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, led with that. Google uh, Harden poop pants deal. He's they show him in his white Rockets jersey and he fell over and let's just say he went streaking, but a different kind of streaking. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yikes. Yeah. But, uh, well, at least Paul Pierce gets the gets some heat off of him for a little while now. <laughs> that was hilarious, though. But listen, let's let's listen in. I I found a really good clip 
from the post uh, game last night when the Grizzlies smashed the Lakers and just a few comments from coach Vogel about the Lakers performance and uh, the fact that Anthony Davis was fine and was going to play. So let's listen in real quick. You got to come up a little bit. Uh, we double teamed him a little bit, got the ball out of his hands some, but um, ultimately it wasn't enough. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's battling a sore elbow, you know, so you know we were going to use that as an opportunity to get, get Keith some more minutes, and then, um, you know, but he's, he's doing fine. Memphis tonight with Ja and Noel tomorrow with Zion. Does it feel like you are going through the future of the NBA? That's not really on my mind, but yeah, I mean, I guess you could look at it that way. You got two bright stars uh, in those two guys. Um, and Ja was terrific tonight. He showed what he's going to be in this league for a long time. And, uh, you know, Zion's, Zion's killing it as well. So, uh, you know, we know it's tough to sweep teams. You know, in this league, no matter what the, you know, the circumstances, and we were up 3-0 on these guys, and we saw the kind of fight, uh, you know, that, that you're going to see when, you know, when you're about to sweep somebody or you have an opportunity to sweep somebody, we're going to see the same thing tomorrow night. So there you have it, you know, Coach Vogel talking. No excuses, got to get out there and play tonight. You know, I think the fact that they got smashed last night uh, is going to get them ticked off and ready to play today. So it is the second night of a back-to-back for them. Um, and the Pelicans are not, they do not have a back-to-back on either side. So it makes for a very, very interesting game. I've, I've been tossing this game around all day long or so far and last night, just trying to figure out which direction to go. One thing I want to mention to you, and I don't know if you noticed it, and then I checked it up on basketball reference to make sure I wasn't just seeing the different snippets of the game. But if you, if you look at the last two games, it looks as though the Pelicans have said, okay, Lonzo Ball, you are strictly our point guard. Handle the ball every time up. You make run the offense. It starts with you. And Drew Holiday, we're moving you to the two full time. Uh, you know, he's played one and two his whole career. But that's what I saw the last two games. And I don't know if that many people are really talking about it, but it's it's real. What uh, Did you notice that? Well, I know that Drew Holiday actually came out in – prefaced in the past I think this was probably sometime last year that he prefers to play off ball at this stage in his career he doesn't want to be the primary ball handler he doesn't mind playing you know second unit point guard when ball has to come off and stuff like that but he much prefers to play the two at this point in his career so that's a good thing for both of their value uh, yeah. going forward, uh, just knowing what their actual roles are going to be, because, uh, you know, we want we want ball. The only way that he's actually going to ever beat that value when we're paying this kind of price tag is if he's coming out there and getting double digit assists. Right. And, you know, it. I mean, I, I think he could in this game with this kind of pace. I don't know. I mean, balls on my radar. Um you know, Ingram's always on my radar. I mean, he just is such a producer. I'm not going the Zion train uh, against that front line. I think we talked about that before. Um, and other than that, I really don't like any of the other Pelicans ancillary guys. Lakers-wise, you know, it's the the question of, you know, the chicken or the egg. Is it LeBron or Davis? I mean, we have this conversation every time the Lakers play because generally you can afford one but not both. Um, yeah, I think, I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm actually leaning towards LeBron. I, I just, I know, I think he's going to come out, uh, pissed and I think he's, and I don't think Pelicans, the Pelicans have anybody to guard him. And, 
you know, I can see LeBron outdoing Davis at a lower ownership because I think Davis will be highly more highly owned because he has no injury tag on him for the literally the first time this year. He's already, uh, you know, committed in the game. Every, uh, they think, you know, the Pelicans don't have a true center to stop him. It's in New Orleans, his old place. I just think he's going to be a little overowned. And if I can, you know, go LeBron wise uh, from a cost perspective and and do as well or a little better at, you know, probably 20 percent less ownership. Uh, I think I'm going to go that route for my differentiation for this game. Yeah, that's and that, that makes perfect sense. I mean, uh, there's not a ton of, you know, you know, small forward options that we're ever in love with. I mean, we're, you pretty much. Uh, the best plays are always at the top of the board, but I mean, there's not a ton of value that we can really look at. I mean, we'll get to Juan Toscano Anderson later if, uh, <laughs> you know, if, if if everything falls right as an option, I guess. But it's not one that you feel overly overly confident in. So I guess, you know, in cash games, it does make a lot more sense to look at LeBron just so you can, you know, maybe get a guy like LeBron and Ingram or LeBron and Wiggins and just feel confident in your small forward options. And then, you know, we talked about a lot of other value that we have at other positions. So you can feel confident in the value there and maybe not have to take a shot in a guy like Juan Toscano. Anderson or or uh, Troy Brown or you know Markeith Morris or one of those cheap options that are down there. Don't don't be bagging on Juan Toscano Anderson. I watched that whole game last night. Uh, that was a I know I know this sounds like I'm a complete fool, but that Golden State victory last night was one of the more fun games I've watched all year. I have no idea how they won that game. They they beat Phoenix at Phoenix and uh, with seven guys. Because Looney was out early, so they literally had seven guys, four G League guys, uh, one decent player, and two that w- had been waived and then repicked up in, in Bender and Chris. So they are pl- when when you're saying they're playing G League team, actually that's not true. They're playing less than G League team, but they beat the the Suns, and now they're on a back to back tonight. So let, help me figure this game out because. You talk about uh, abdominal strain. I get uh, strain everywhere on this one. So it's the second night of a back-to-back, very emotional game where they only played seven guys. Everybody played a ton of minutes last night. They beat the Suns. They get to come back home and play the Wizards. Wizards come in. We know that they play zero defense and score a lot. Beal's been awesome. The Wizards are a six-point favorite. Uh, The total is now 230, and uh, you've got – Washington, the sixth fastest, Golden State 14th. Washington, as I said, 30th, dead last defense. Golden State, not that much better, 25th. So what in the heck do you do here? I mean, I've been, I said yesterday, Damian Lee was my best play on the whole slate, and he absolutely smashed. Great call. He was was such a, he was such a solid player, and he plays so hard, man. Um, You know, I'm tempted to definitely go back to him. I don't know. Beal might be the best player on the board in this whole thing. I mean, I he's so expensive though. But uh, I don't have a problem with the price tag. I do not have a problem with the price tag. Give me your take, dude. Go ahead. I I think Beal's price tag is warranted. It's just the matchup's fantastic. He's been playing with some steam ever since uh, coming out of the All Star break. Just looking over his past four games, he's got two games in there with 67, the other two with at least 50. So he completely warrants that price tag. It's a plus matchup. It's a great pace for uh, for both teams. So 
I have no issues. I mean, the only thing that I run into is the depth of shooting guard. You know, how many options that we do have, you know, Bradley right. Beal being one of them, Norman Powell being another. If we see De'Aaron Fox and a couple of these other guys get ruled out in the Sacramento game, Bogdanovich comes into play over there. Um, you know, we, 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 we didn't really touch on him too much. Um, and that's, my, you know, I said uh, the only interest I really had over there was Brandon Ingram in New Orleans. But I mean, with J.J. Redick ruled out, Josh Hart should be looking at some, some yeah. maybe some substantial minutes as well. And I revenge talk- game as well. Exactly. Uh, I talked about Svi being a, a rock solid minimum salary kind of play. Svi who? What's his last name? I'm not doing it, coach. You're not going <laughs> to. It's not going to. It's not happening. Listen, uh, it's McKay Luke. McKay Luke. It's easy. I'll botch that. Ask we're going to get you on all these. We're, we're going to work on Doncic. Doncic. Because that one you like to butcher. And it's the best Doncic. player. Doncic. Doncic. You, say, you Doncic. usually say That's what Doncic. I say. You like I don't donk- say donkick. Donk- I don't say donkick. Yeah, oh, I'm ru- like he's a donkey. I'm gonna I'm gonna run back this tape. We gotta get we gotta get the tape back. You've been uh, saying donkick all year, and now I'm I'm good donkick. No, oh uh, no, I I I there's no way, but okay, it's we'll leave donk- we'll leave. I'll just have to go back and listen. This is an easy fix. And I I'm go gonna give you one other one. I'm since I'm 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 busting your balls here. Nikola, yeah yeah, Jokic. There's no J. Jokic. Okay. I call him Jokic. That one I know I do. You can call him the Joker. Well, that's it. I combined them. You know I combined words, coach. Oh, if you haven't figured this out by now with the sayings, like the, I just mash stuff together in my brain when I talk too quickly. So so that back Don back kick, to where we Don were. Kick, back Jokic <laughs> and uh, I and uh, I guess then you know go ahead. You got it from here. Yeah. Uh, so I think we're, I think I was talking, I was on Bradley Beal. Um, it just basically comes down to that shooting. One you got. You got and, that uh, one and where you want to spend your money. <laughs> so if, if you, if you're, if you're loading up on some of these more expensive guys, uh, you know, you're playing Jokic, you're playing Davis, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you're going up and spending uh big, big prices over there at point guard with De'Aaron Fox and Kyle Lowry, if they both play. And you don't have the money to spend up on shooting guard. I get that. You know, that's that's kind of. The, but if you have the money, I just don't I don't get how you could fade this guy. And that's it's yeah. tough. So um, I think I would rather fade, fade a guy like Norman Powell and play Bradley Beal and then maybe take take the shot. But th- there's not a chance. I don't think I have Bra- Bradley Beal has to be in my lineup when it's all said and done. I think at this night he's an awesome play, but he's double the price of Powell. That's, you know, that's absolutely. Wonderful. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we have so much value at so many different positions that I'm not really too worried about it. I'll find a way to make it work where I don't feel like I need like when Norman Powell was on the slate uh, in that last game, it was a no brainer. Uh, it was getting him at a little bit of a lower ownership because some people might be scared off about the minutes and everything else uh it being his first game back but uh for right now we don't even know if van vliet's ruled out uh there's a chance van vliet might even play and if that's the situation that makes life 10 times easier for all of us we don't even need to talk about this anymore Um, so we there's some things that we still need to keep an eye on and monitor but i feel a lot more comfortable saying like okay whatever van vliet or uh, powell goes off for 40 i'll take that one off the chin um no problem. No questions asked. But Bradley Beal, I just don't see the floor not being there for him. Uh, it's really tough. And I, like I said, I, I think I think I'm going to end up probably getting some some Svi. Say it again, Coach. Svi McKayluk. McKayluk. I think I'm going to get some Svi McKayluk. If uh, there you go, dude. That's correctly. So. <laughs> All right. What about Golden State? That's the conundrum here. 
Yes. So Golden State, this is this is bottom line. There's two great games on the board tonight. Uh, this is one of them. Absolutely one of them. And then obviously the one that we just touched on with that high total. The other ones, we're just getting a couple ancillary pieces, one off, maybe one tops two guys from each team. These last two games are the games that you can actually get, you know, mini game stacks going in. So uh, on the Golden State side of the ball, um, there's going to be a ton of ton of value. A ton of uh, ownership is going to be going around in here. I touched on Marquise Chris earlier. Uh, it's not that same revenge narrative. It's still a great matchup for him. I expect at 6K for him to draw some ownership. He should continue just to, you know, absolutely crush with, uh, you know, started started in that last game. I believe he actually started at power forward. So does that happen again? Um, I, I don't think it really matters for his value. I think knowing that if, as long as he's playing high 20s, low 30s minutes at that price tag in good matchups, we can look at him. And this yeah. is one of them. Will I get to him? Probably not. We just, I think I'd, I think it makes more sense for me to either go up to Jokic or just go down to a guy like Henson if that value is there and, and available. And then the mm-hmm. other options, we touched on Juan Toscano. Uh, if he's starting and he's playing 30 minutes, I think he's an option. Uh, he's still a fair price tag at 3,900. He followed out in that last one. Uh, you watched it, if I'm not mistaken. Did he follow yeah. out? Yeah. So that, and, and was he on Booker? Is that why? Uh, he switched around a little bit. Just okay. He was a little too handsy, though. Because I can't imagine if he's guard if he was guarding McCall Bridges, him following out, but just because that guy doesn't shoot more than five times in a game anyway. So no, yeah, he he's starting to fire the ball, dude. He's he had four threes in the first half. He has st- since Ubre went out, McHale Bridges is starting to play and be an offensive threat. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. So I I think. I think I will. I'm going to keep Descano in my player pool. I'm going to keep Wiggins in my player pool. I like both those guys a lot. I already know you're going to be all over Damian Lee because that's just your guy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. And I listen, I'll never say a bad thing about him. I mean, you might be the Damian Lee whisperer after that last one. So uh, if you're on him, maybe I'll have some shares of him. But again, he's playing that wonderful position of shooting guard. And we're going to have to make some some decisions in that uh, in that aspect. So, yeah. Um, it's 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 tough. So I don't think I'll end up getting to him. I think I you know I I know I want to use some small forward exposure in this game with either Toscano or Wiggins, depending on how much money I have. So those two guys are definitely gonna be in my player pool. Um, I'm not too sure where I'm falling right now on uh, on Draymond Green. Obviously, we're gonna have to kind of monitor the news if he does play. Uh, dealing with knee soreness, sat out that last one. I'd kind of be shocked if he does play. Um, I'm kind of anticipating that he's gonna be ruled out. So for me, it's gonna be Wiggins. By far the best play. Uh, Toscano coming in. Uh, if you want and if you could get to Damian Lee as shooting guard, I think he's more than viable. And I think Marquise Chris is more than viable as well. Good analysis. I, You know, I think this is an interesting game. It definitely uh, the fact that it's the late game, it's an 830 game. It, you know, I think it will be key, uh, not because it's the last game, but just because of the players. Uh you know, I think Golden State's going to be slightly gassed. I mean, they played their tails off to win that game at Phoenix, but uh, ended up winning it pretty easily at the very end. Uh, you know, it, Beal, like you said, I think will be super, super high-owned, but he deserves to be. I don't really think Golden State has anybody that can guard him, as most teams don't. But, they, you know, he should have pretty much do whatever he wants. I sort of like Shabazz Napier a little bit in this game, too. I've been waiting to dial him up again. He can throw uh, some points on the board, and this would certainly be a game where he could step up. Um, I think Roy Hashimura is in play here. Uh, I think Rui's been uh, uh, getting better since he was out injured, getting a few more minutes. Uh, And then after that, you know, just too much congestion at center. 
Uh, don't particularly like the guys off the bench. Um, so that's about it for me on the Washington side. The Golden State side, though, is tough. I mean, Lee played point last night. They didn't, and he's not a point guard. He's a two two guard, and so they didn't have a true point guard. Uh, that's one of the reasons I also like Napier and Beal is they're they're just, you know, it was hard to believe, but they didn't have that many turnovers. They had like 13 turnovers for the whole game with no point guard, uh, which was pretty amazing. But, you know, there's some guys you can dial up just because Washington plays such terrible defense. You know, the, the Toscano Anderson dude played great. I mean, I, he, and he got a ton of minutes. Um, I'd have no problem giving him a chance. Never thought I would roster that guy, but, you know, it's amazing in Golden State how thin they are. Um, the Pascanimal, as they were calling him on the show uh, last night, uh, Pascal is, is certainly an option. Um, he came off the bench, but he really was the focal point offensively when he was in there. And then, of course, my Damian League uh, is going to be in high consideration uh, for me. But, um, you know, I'll probably have on this four-game main slate, probably have four guys from this game. Um, so I'll be having to make a little bit of a comeback up the, the, the charts uh, for the day, uh, especially with all those big dogs playing earlier in the day. But that's it for me, man. Any, anything else in Washington Golden State? Um, I mean, I could touch on a couple of these. I think everybody at the bottom line, everybody that's playing in, in Golden State is in play. Uh, you know, I didn't I didn't mention Pascal, but he's a great value himself at forty three hundred on FanDuel and multi position eligibility over there on DK. So uh, he's definitely in play. Uh, you touched on Rui. I think Rui's in play where it comes down for me and Rui. Uh, I kind of like Belize a little bit more. They're the same price tag on FanDuel. Uh, you know, yeah. that's also going to be barring some of that news over there in Detroit. I think Belize is a fantastic play either way. But if all those guys in the front are, are ruled out. I think that he could really take advantage of that matchup by spreading the, uh, you know, spreading the floor a little bit, stretching out to the three-point line, going against Henson. So that's kind of where it falls. Bertans, it's same price tag, same same thing in the same boat over there. You touched on Napier. I I would love Napier if I know he was playing plus 30 minutes. That's the only concern I ever have with this guy. I've always I'm always on Napier. If I know he's playing 30 or more minutes and he's under 5K, yeah. he's always in my player he pool. Probably won't. Matchup. He'll probably get 27, 28, but you know, he may still get it done against. See, even even State. 27 and 8, 28, I would take. I'd I'd be ecstatic with that. It's just the back-to-back games of 24 minutes. That's a that's a direct split with Ishmith. So if that's the route they're going to take, and because Ishmith played 22, 23, the yeah. only time that you can, and, and that just goes to show you, Beal's primarily playing shooting guard at this point. Um, he's really not playing point guard. It doesn't mean he's not going to bring the ball up here and there and play on ball a little bit. Uh, don't get me wrong, but he's primarily playing shooting guard. And that's probably why you've seen these scoring totals for him just absolutely skyrocket. Um, yeah. It helps out when you're, when you're having somebody else set up the shot for you a little bit more. So that's well, kind of the approach. Bills, I mean, no doubt. I mean, Bill's a hundred percent, a two guard. He is not a point at all. I mean, he's, the best he's played through his career is when he's had a really good point guard distributing the ball. And the fact that he was able to do what he did the first part of the season with, with Stink and Isaiah Thomas playing point, uh, that's why you're seeing such an increase. I knew it was coming because as soon as they waved Isaiah Thomas and really got a, a, a point guard in there, Napier, to go with Smith, and uh, you know the correlation of, of – uh, his stats just taken off or gone through the roof. And, you know, I, I think he's on a, a hell of a pace here to finish out strong too. So I'm with you, man. 
Yeah, um, I think I, I can only imagine and picture in my head the amount of times I've seen when I was watching a Wizards game early on in the year, Isaiah Thomas get pressured. And his big thing is, yes, he's he's awful defensively because he's undersized. But the part about being undersized also uh, really hinders him from being able to pass out of double teams and just, you right. know. Yeah, when you get when you get pressured and he loses his dribble and he's got a guy up in his grill, you know, getting past those defenders long arms and everything. And the amount of just straight turnovers leading to easy transition layups on the other end of the ball with him running point was absurd. Uh, you yeah. could see the frustrating uh, frustration mounting on Beal during these games because, Definitely. you know, when you when you see the defense just collapse on a guy like that, you know, there's an open man somewhere and he yeah. Isaiah probably knows where that guy is. It's just struggling to get the ball. Couldn't over get him. it there. No, his it's, only go to was try. The only way to keep the handle was split through the guys force it to the basket and then flop and hope you get a foul and that's why i had been screaming for them to get rid of isaiah uh, all along and you know if you look at their output and their record since they've made that move and i hate to be bagging on poor old it but you know it's just they have gotten way better i mean they're they're trying to push towards an eight spot in the east and, and they have a chance which is pretty impressive considering that they don't defend or anything like that. It's it's pretty good. But we better get rolling, dude. We're we are the longest winded duo in podcast history. Uh, there's no doubt about it. We are going into some long, and we only had six games today. How did we stretch it this long, buddy? I uh, it's just us, coach. I mean, we sit here. We we that's the problem. When you watch a lot of basketball, you have a lot of basketball to talk about. And I guess I that know. just speaks volumes to how much actual games that we do watch, because we usually end up sitting here going off on tangents by by the eye test, things that we're actually watching in the game. So. Yeah, uh, it's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. You know, we always tell you guys we're sorry. We do apologize. But hey, they make that fast forward button and that, you know, one and a half speed button on the podcast for a reason for long winded guys <laughs> like us. Well, you know, we don't want to leave any stone unturned. So you can't say we're not giving you everything we got because we are. So, uh, you know, it's uh, and, and it's funny because, you know, we chit chat you and I before the, the pod and after the pod. So it's like, you know. We're two la- two ladies in a beauty salon chirping away for uh, half the day, but uh, and I didn't mean that to sound sexist. Two guys in a barber shop. How about that one? That that's equal uh, chirping away. Uh, all right. Anything else basketball associated? Uh, that's all I have, man. I mean, this is an interesting slate. I think, um, I I love doing these shows with you coach because we start to talk to each other off and on guys a little bit. And, you know, I'm already kind of looking at my lineup and making some adjustments by, by a few of the things you've even mentioned, you know, Derek Rose kind of looking at LeBron James and really taking that ownership into consideration now as I'm looking at this slate. So, uh, you know, I love doing them. I'm excited to see how our lineups turn out later on in the day. Cause right now it's about 1130, uh, Eastern standard time in the morning. So we got a few hours, so we kind of start grinding into these and pumping them out. So yeah. really looking to, you know, I'm going to take a picture almost of how my shell looks in the morning and kind of looking forward to seeing how it ends up looking at the end of the day. Well, I'm excited because, you know, since John Henson is your number one play of this season you always gotta so do, far. You always got to do this. What about the John Sarge yesterday? Henson. You're giving me some grief about him. He came out and uh, even in a blowout. Imagine if that game actually Chicken were able to challenge. Stay Find a price guy that's close to John Henson and we'll make we'll make one today. Well, I got to know that uh, what's his name's out before I even consider him. Oh, uh, now we got. Uh, yeah. Christian Wood's go. not out. You think you I'm know, playing John Henson? There's Edson? nobody <laughs> in the in the basketball world of podcasting that's that deserves to wear the chicken suit more than you. <laughs> yeah. You back out. I'll of take more. Svee. I'll take Svee against somebody right now. 
Ski McKayluke. Yeah, I'll take Ski because oh, I know I know guy, I like. His I don't player. want to throw somebody out there. You 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 He's cry. He's minimum salary, baby. I don't know if you're finding somebody minimum salary that's beating him. Oh my God, I'd have to do some search, and I'll text it to you, and we'll let yeah. him know. You you find somebody that's thirty five hundred dollars on FanDuel that's going to beat him, and you feel confident about it, and you let me know. That's a little scary. I will take a look and maybe back out of that myself just to uh, you know even that up. But it is two nothing, and it is the first day of the playoffs, which is a long ways away. So you have plenty of time. You can to take work Tony on. Snell if you feel good about that. I mean, he's been getting some increased minutes. That's your guy, right? No, Tony Snell's not my guy. V. <laughs> McKayluk was my guy. He won a tournament for me earlier in the year, but. I'm not. We'll see. I'll take a look, dude. No worries. Hey, we end the show every time talking a little bit about uh, the fact that we were motivated to do this with the passing of Kobe and, and Gianna and just everything that happened, just the Mamba mentality, get out there and go after it. And so that motivated us to do this. So we, we're going to mention this on every podcast throughout the rest of the NBA season, but we would encourage you to go to MambaOn3.org, all spelled out. M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. And if you can donate, you know, we, what we try to do is if we take something down or you win something, you give a percentage over to that foundation because it was set up by Vanessa Bryant, the widow of Kobe, for the families of the seven that perished along with Kobe and Gianna in that, in that helicopter. So please support that. We really uh, think it's a fantastic uh thing it brings the basketball community together you know the story will start to fade a little bit and people will start to forget but we're we're not going to forget we're going to keep bringing it up because uh you know we know that if the tables were turned and it was another player kobe would be the first one leading the charge to not let that uh drift away or fade away so that is it my man any final words I think that's all I got, man. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun day. And I was giving you a hard time today. You pronounce the names any way you want, buddy. I'm not like that. I just like giving you a hard time. Uh, I love it, If you want to say Jokic and Donkeyitch or whatever, you go for it, buddy. Doesn't mean I'm not going to tease you about it, but it's cool. Listen, I, uh, I I love it. I love it. I, if we didn't have this this kind of back and forth banter between us, I don't know if half the people would still be listening to us. Uh, right. It, it makes you. it makes it a little bit more fun. I may just play him just to call him Donkeyitch now today for the Mavs. I'm thinking about it because then I can tweet that out. Yeah, the donkey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Killed my it. brother. I'll I'll let you get to your basketball game and. Uh, Maybe I'll, I, you know, Andrew the other day when I did a show with him, he had a show coming. I used him as my utility player because he's so tough, you know, knocking down all those threes. I had Andrew Hansen minimum salary. It was it was him. I told him it was either between him and Jared Dudley. I couldn't make my mind up. <laughs> well, I, I know last week I, I had a down week. I played last week. I must have shot uh, probably something like three of three for 14 from three pointer. Uh, from three point oh, land, I was big in Sland. I was, I was, my shot was not falling. I blamed the wind. It was a windy day, so I had my veteran excuse already ready to go. Gosh. Uh, 
you oh, gotta have them, coach. You know, at this age, we gotta have our excuses. You know, when you, you get to the court, you start stretching a little bit. You're talking about how your knee was bothering you last week. Yes. You you always gotta have the baked in excuses. Everybody if, smells if, like Ben Gay. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's rough, man. It's Icy rough. hot. <laughs> oh yeah, we t- we talk about playing full court. We get halfway through the game, we switch it to half court. Uh, it's rough. It's rough. Hey, you're still out there. You know, I've retired. They hung up my banner. I'm done. Uh, but uh, the horse game still sharp as a tack, so we got to get that at you. All right, my man, we're at the hour and a half point, so let's let's tell our story walking here. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed the show today. I know Mike and I love these weekend shows because we can really shoot the baloney here, so it's it's a blast. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us uh, on DFS Coach Talk. Remember to go to dfscoachtalk.com, join in on the fun. Listen to us every day at DFS Coach Talk uh, on on uh, anywhere podcasts are found, and look us up on Twitter. And uh, that's it for my fellow NBA pros, Andrew Hansen and Mike Apatria, the agent for uh, Mr. Hansen. Uh, I am Coach. We will catch you again tomorrow as we look to crush it in NBA DFS. <laughs>